Hello and welcome to Walking the Earth Podcast, podcast about the backpacking experience. I'm Justin Castle calling in from New York City, New York. You can find us at wtepodcast.com. And I'm Mike Margulies calling in from Port Dixon, Malaysia. Uh, and our guest today is Mariana Rago. She's calling in from Miami. What's up, Mariana? How are you doing? Hi. It's all good over here. How are you guys? Good. Great. So, Mariana, you've been um, travel. You kind of similar to me, actually. You had a job that you left in the U.S. to basically go backpacking. Um, you and you've been backpacking for several months and have just actually returned back to the states. Um, and you've been blogging uh, on your blog, the Living Experiment blog, uh, as you've been along the process. Um, I guess you were telling us before the call that you kind of view life itself as kind of a an experiment, which is what mm-hmm. inspired the name. Um, yeah, so now you're back home, and what, I don't know, like, what, how are you feeling now? Um, it's really awesome and strange at the same time. <laughs> um, so I left the U.S., I left my job about 13 or 14 months ago, and I left the U.S. Uh, in August of last year, and I traveled for nine months, and I've been back for about a month. And um, I feel it was really weird when I first arrived. When I first came back, I went to New York first, which is where I lived um, my whole adult life before leaving. And I felt immediately the second I stepped off the plane, I was back in New York, I was back home. I felt like the little competitive lion inside of me was about to crawl out and people were rude and it was great. And I was like, I'm home. I started talking with a more New York accent. It was really funny. Um, so the first couple of days was great. And then I started seeing like the veneer started wearing off a little bit. Mm. And I started seeing all the things that I wasn't so happy to come back to. The fact mm. that everything's, you know, overly scheduled and... Right. And, uh, and it's really hard, like New York can be a very isolating place, mm-hmm. uh, but I still really, really enjoy being back home. And at one point I thought I was slightly frustrated. I thought that I felt I went out away. I traveled, I quit my job, all these things, but I still the same person. I don't feel like I've changed, but the changes are subtle. Sometimes I feel, uh, pretty subtle and you don't really notice them until you give yourself more time then i came back to miami and uh visited my parents and i don't have that much stuff left much like you when i left i Mm. sold most of the things i owned uh and then when i uh came back to miami though i opened my closet where i had stored all the stuff that i had brought down here and I was like why did I bring this stuff like why do I need a Clarisonic and I have way too many shoes and like my sock drawer doesn't even close right I have so many socks like that makes no sense like I didn't need all this stuff so I kind of had like this like impact of having a lot of stuff and um and trying to get rid of that so it's funny it's kind of an adjustment because I feel the same but different at the same time and Hmm. and same same but different it it is same same but different it really is because (laughs) I feel it, it at the same time, I feel, but at, it's weird because I'm trying to let, not let myself slip. When I was in Australia, for example, in Perth, I stayed with a couple I had met in Mongolia and they had come back to Australia after a year of travel a few months before, um, like six months before I came back to the U.S. And for them, they said immediately, as soon as they got back, they just slipped into everything. And I just don't want that to happen to me. I want the lessons that I've learned uh, from the trip right. to stay with me. So I'm just trying to keep the flame alive while I try to figure out whether I want to stay and 
plant down roots and if so right. where or if i'm just going to go and take off again and my parents are trying really hard to convince me not to take <laughs> off again selfishly so they don't have to worry um right. but yeah. <laughs> we'll see i don't know it's kind of a strange state but i guess life is about being comfortable in the strangeness right it's never there's never going to be really resolutions right especially if uh, yeah, you opt I, for a life like this well yeah life is all about change and uh, yeah I, I agree with you it's about are you adapting to that change uh, rather than trying to force it into something i think mm-hmm. um I, you know i'm in a similar place to you i feel in some ways um you know i'm not back in the u.s right now but mm-hmm. um having also traveled for um it's been several months now, nine or ten months now for me, and I know it, it, at the beginning it was very obvious. Yeah, traveling this is what I need to do, and I've been traveling um, for this time, and it was it's been amazing and beautiful and wonderful, and it, you know changed me in so many ways. Which I, sounds like you've also had a similar experience, and but it's funny because now I'm at this point where I'm like, okay, so now what? Yeah. <laughs> um, and I I love backpacking, um, although. Even even me, I found, uh, you know, it's starting to get to to weigh down on me. Um, mm-hmm. So I think even I need to at some point maybe put some roots down, like you were saying. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. I guess it, the thing that got me is like, um, it's just you're having to constantly sort of meet new people, start over, uh, and so I don't know. My I, I think we we talked about this briefly, but for me, my answer for now is like. I'm just going to, I'm still going to be abroad, but mm-hmm. just kind of maybe stay in a place for a while. I think I so know where that still, place is. <laughs> huh? I think I know where that place is. Yeah. I, I, well, Vietnam uh, is where I'm going for now to test it out. But if that fails, mm-hmm. Chiang Mai. I, I, I would have said <laughs> Chiang Mai first. That is my default yeah. answer for you. Both yeah, good I mean, choices. Yeah. They are. Have you been to, to Vietnam, to Saigon? Yeah. Yeah, I have. Uh, Saigon was my favorite uh, place in Vietnam. I think that is cool. promising. I'm flying there on Wednesday. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You haven't been yet? No, I haven't. No, I've heard Vietnam. though that that those are the two places where all the internet marketing sort of people go are Chiang Mai and and Saigon. I know I know Chiang Mai very well at this point, so figured I see yeah. the other one. Yeah, it's good. I really liked it. It was it was really good. Like I felt. Uh, after being, I was in China for a while and I had to leave China because I got, I started getting just a strange cough because of the pollution, even though I was liking it. Um, and then when I went to, I went to Vietnam and like, at first I just was paralyzed when I got to Hanoi with all the traffic and the craziness. Mm. And Mm. we, we went, we went to like a city and I, I met up with some girls and we just decided to travel together and we ended up. Sur- not surviving that's too dramatic but there was a flood where we were and then we we had to avoid like hurricane Haiyan, and then we went to oh, wow. we you know i'm from florida because i said hurricane right and we ended up <laughs> we ended up going actually north instead of south and, because it was predicted to go south but then we were in the path of it so uh anyway so i think that vienna was kind of bizarre for me it was just you know a lot of natural weird things going on but when we got to saigon i felt uh, it, it has the best because it still feels very much Vietnamese, but you have all the wonderfulness of, of, uh, of, uh, of, I don't even want to say Western, but like a little bit of Koreanness, if that makes any sense. Okay. So okay. a bunch of Korean It's got the amenities that you're used stuff. to. Kind yeah. Of, but yeah. like the really, it's right. cool. Like, I mean, to me, it feels like home because I used to live in Koreatown in New York. Okay. Um, but, oh. um, but it, yeah, it has like, you can go and get some, you know, red bean filled pastry thing whatever at a place that you know is clean and 
you know it, so so that's nice yeah it has all the amenities but they're still really cool and different amenities. yeah was that's awesome <laughs> was it still like um you know is it still very affordable compared to you know parts of the u.s and other cities and like asia like hong kong we know is expensive is it mm -hmm. is saigon still like one of those fairly affordable travel places uh travel yeah. destinations mm -hmm. i didn't try to get an apartment there but i have a friend who lived there for a brazilian friend who actually two brazilian friends who lived there for a while and hmm. it, was, it was pretty affordable and yeah even if you and the street food is good. The, the The food in Vietnam gets better as you go south, in my opinion. So, oh, okay. um, oh, so the best food you're gonna hit is probably in Saigon. So, uh, so good I'm choice. Going to the right place. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I figured that. Yeah, as I was saying, from what I heard, those are the two places. Uh, Chiang Mai and Saigon are the ones that uh, would be the places I could post up. So, mm -hmm. and this is encouraging to hear um, that nice. it might be a good one. And you know, then we'll see. You know, who knows? I could get there and then then decide all right it's time to move again yeah yeah <laughs> I, i'm curious though for so I mean, that's that's kind of like for me um mm -hmm. you know where i got to after this nine or ten months of the traveling what was it for you um as i know because you, you decided to come back to the u.s um yes. uh, so what was your kind of motivation were you also feeling similar things of oh the, t the traveling's getting weary or is there something else for you i didn't really mind the traveling so much um i i wish I could have if I could have gone back I would have stayed more time in some places and less in others but um, what happened is that it was very I, I originally wanted to go from Australia and New Zealand well I started in Russia and then I went Mongolia China Korea Southeast Asia Australia New Zealand I wanted originally to go to South America uh, but um, my parents decided to go to Europe and they invited me and you know, several months down the line and I agreed to go and hang out with them. And then I figured if I'm in Europe, I might as well see places I haven't been to in mm -hmm. Europe. So I went to Scandinavia. I visited tons of friends from, I used to live in Europe through, for, through my work a few years ago. So I visited some friends from that time, some college friends. So by the time I was done, um, it was, I spent a couple months in Europe and I figured, well, I'm in Europe, I might as well go home. Um, also, the World Cup, um, soccer World Cup is going on right now. Oh, yeah. And, uh, oh, okay. and my brother and my dad, I wanted to be around my brothers and my dad. Unfortunately, I'm only around one brother. The other one couldn't make it down. He's up in Chicago, but I wanted to be around them to watch it with them if I wasn't going to be in Brazil. Right. So, um, so yeah, so um, that's one of the reasons why I came. So, for me, it seems always like a temporary stop on a way to figuring out whether I'm going to travel longer or not. Right. Uh, something for me is though, it is nice to go back to places that are familiar and see everyone. It's kind of bizarre to see how some things haven't really changed. But um, I always thought, oh, you know, I'm going to travel. Um, I put some money away. I can travel for now. Um, let's see what happens um, money-wise when, when I'm going to need some money or not. And when I started blogging, I didn't really think I was going to make try to make it into a business when I first started it. And then I thought, well, maybe why not? Um, I, I really enjoyed the writing. I used to write like about once a week, uh, constantly writing about uh, traveling, etc. My experiences, posting on my pictures. But then it got to a point that I thought, well, I'm really pretty sick of talking about myself all the time. Right. You know? like, right. <laughs> yeah, like, That's how so I felt with this podcast, actually. The <laughs> first, like, five episodes, I was just talking about myself, and then I was like, 
uh, man, this is getting was, really uh, lame just talking about myself. Yeah, this, so this, then we started bringing on guests. There's only so <laughs> yeah, many no, questions that's, that's I great, can yeah. ask Mike, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, Mike, where'd you go today? Oh, where'd you go? <laughs> right. oh great. Did you try any new food? No, okay. And, and I, my story is still <laughs> interweaved, of course, into this podcast. Right. As, but I think it's I, – I like the show format a lot better now, or I don't like to be the focus of this thing. I'd like to bring in new – as many diverse perspectives as possible – uh, as I think, you know, there's, everyone's got unique stories and different people can latch on to different things. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. No, I totally, I think that that's amazing. And, um, unfortunately I'm not a very good writer, not about myself. <laughs> so I'm still <laughs> trying to figure out how to make that not so much about myself. And even, so it's something that I'm trying to negotiate and, and trying to figure mm. out how to, uh, what about like guest bloggers? Yeah, no, that's something. And I've guest blogged on other blogs, but about my experience. So, uh, right. but, yeah, so I don't, it's something that I'm trying to negotiate and try to figure out. But I realized when I changed the blog from, I thought I'm going to take a break from the blog. This was about a few months ago while I figure out what I wanted to be after I decided I didn't want to write about myself. And I consulted with some successful bloggers and they said, well, you need to find, if you want to be, make money from blogging, you need to find a niche. Uh, you need to have something that is unique about you. You can't just be like the person who just quit their job and travels the world because everybody does that. Right. So um, I thought, what's my niche? Whatever. Well, I really like philosophy. I like writing about philosophy. Came up with like this really convoluted, I'm going to write about philosophy and try to like not be sneaky about it and not get people to notice it. And it just <laughs> turned on. It just didn't work. And, you know, I just decided... <laughs> So I need to, I need, I, I decided I didn't, didn't have a passion for it. I didn't want to make, like be forced to make my money from writing. Uh, um, and that's what was happening when I was put that pressure on it. I just couldn't really create. Um, and it wasn't an outlet for me anymore. And I was trying to put my, this pressure to make it something that it wasn't originally intended to be. So I decided, well, maybe I don't want to be, try to be a professional blogger, right. you know? So I, I just write for fun now. L- literally, I just write for fun and whatever comes to my mind, and I don't really care as much. I want, I still want to do something good, but I decided I didn't want to make it into a business. But then it's like, what do I do for money? What do I do for to eat? You know? Right. So. Um, so what have you opted for? What have uh, I've I've on your been on your page? You know, it looks like you're constantly. You're still putting up uh, articles, even though you've. Yeah, Been in yeah but just for fun. Just for fun. So right now, are you just, again, living off of that um, nest egg of saved money? Or are you actually going to try to start working again or do something on the road, maybe? So yeah. originally, when I first got back, my first, when I was first in New York, I could see myself immediately going back to work. Um, really? Like, uh, like yeah. you got there, you're like, oh, I, I'm ready to work again. Like, I belong here. I, I felt... I immediately felt like I remember the part of me that I hadn't been thinking about for a year. And I was like, I could definitely jump back on the horse today. But then with the just thinking, you know, I thought, well, but there was a lot that I wasn't enjoying about that anymore. And it all became really real when I had a sit down with my old boss. And uh, he said, he's like, well, you know, you could get a job here if you want. And he's like, do you want it? And I froze a little bit and I said, no, I really don't you know wait 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 so so break it down for me were you were you guys were you dressed up in a business suit sitting (laughs) sitting together talking over you know (laughs) 
over coffee about this or this is just a more informal conversation no it was informal because he um he's like a second dad to me and um like i love my dad a lot but he's you know just kind of like a father figure like a new york father figure yeah and he and he and he had a a lot of um he followed my blog the whole time like he would always read it and i thought that that was really nice so when i was going into town i I said, hey, I'm coming by, and he's like, you should come by and say hello. So I did. So I was, like, in jeans. <laughs> like, you know, I didn't even try. I was, like, in his office, but I was in jeans. And, um, and no, but he, he – yeah, I'm, I'm lucky that I have people who have believed in me along my career and right. uh, see that – see value in the work I've done and will still give me a shot would still offer to give me a shot after I've said to hell with this I'm leaving (laughs) but I just decided that at that moment that it was not something I wanted and um, I used to work in finance and right now where I stand is this I think Um, I I know for a fact I don't want to try to make the money from money from the blog Um, I and that's fine that's perfectly fine like I think it's good you've come to terms with that like like you don't it's your love child it's not a money-making machine yeah not to say that if somebody came up to me tomorrow and like we're gonna pay you this much a month if you like you know i would say no but like (laughs) it's just like not something that i'm gonna pursue you know like it's just not i'm just not gonna pursue that as a as an avenue yeah uh for income then um i used to work in finance as i said and i think that i've always been very interested in entrepreneurship um Mm. And yeah, and I mean, I think, yeah, I think that's something that's very common with people that are sort of, um, you know, that are are a little bit more, you know, creative or acknowledge Mm -hmm. their creativity, you know, Um, right. So I think a lot of people are interested and I always thought, oh, maybe I'll start a business at some point. And I thought, well, maybe why not now? Mm -hmm. Uh, So, so I'm in, um, so I'm in Miami and Miami is a really, strange and awesome place and it's changed so much since I left uh, after I went to college in Miami Miami's where I grew up and where I went to college and it's changed so much in the yeah. seven years or, since or university left. for our international <laughs> yeah. listeners <laughs> yeah I went to I, I grew up in Miami and I went to University of Miami um, yeah. yeah yeah but um, yeah you some know, people college is like high school <laughs> right. oh my god uh, that was so confusing. difficult yeah so yeah. difficult with other people oh, college that <laughs> they think you went to like I don't know anyway so <laughs> I um so I um I went to yeah so Miami has like changed a lot and there's this whole new community that's sprung up um around art and in a really derelict area where the first time a friend of mine from college is like oh let's we're gonna go grab drinks in this place and he gave me a ride and we got there and i'm like are you sure you're not going to kill me this is terrible it's like a bunch of warehouses (laughs) um but it's like really cool bars and there's a really nice art scene and there's art everywhere and there's really creative people and like a coffee shop open Mm. there and that's where everyone Mm -hmm. goes to work and it's just like in the middle of abandoned part of downtown and it's really cool and then there's uh, a couple incubators that have sprung up and people are trying to bring their businesses Um, there's a lot of techie related things but not really apps that say you know that do one thing or whatever but more like business to business or uh, healthcare related or education related uh, people are coming down here and trying to start their businesses in Miami so it's something that could be really interesting and um, and you're thinking of tapping into that Possibly. Yeah, I've been having meetings with people here and there, and uh, 
sit downs and uh, like I went to my high school happened to have a networking thing and I ha like I, just the week I got back so I yeah. went to that and I reconnected with a bunch of people so just you know putting feelers out there and seeing but um, I, I have another little trip planned like about six weeks planned right. in about two weeks I'm leaving for six weeks so I'm not trying I'm, I'm trying to not make any decisions before that I'm going to the west coast to visit some friends and um to portland to attend a conference mm -hmm. i don't know if you guys know chris gillibo the art and nonconformity and all that stuff hundred dollar startup mm -hmm. um uh, he's having sure. a conference over there oh. um yeah, yeah so i'm gonna do that stuff for a little bit and i'm giving myself time i think that's important to not just jump the gun and you know right. oh. so so you're exploring um entrepreneurial opportunities within the u.s Right now within the U.S., it's something that I think with, uh, after I come back from my West Coast trip, um, I'm going to decide whether I maybe want to head down to Latin America. Um, ah. Yeah, because I'm, I'm, I'm originally from Brazil and I have a bunch of, of, um, of, of family ties over there. And it would be nice to live in Brazil um, as an adult. So yeah. um, it's something I could do. But, I, I, you know, I, I, I have a feeling, like I really trusted my intuition when I left. Right. And I feel like I need to trust it at this moment. Right. Um, it's important to not jump the gun. And um, I came back with enough savings that I'm okay, that I don't have to jump the gun at this very moment. You know, I just right. didn't spend to the last penny and I'm coming back with nothing. Right. Um, well, it's good. That's good. Go ahead, Mike, if you... I, I oh, should, yeah. Go, go uh, ahead. I'm just thinking, uh, I'm just, this is what my brain is going to get is working on when I was hearing you talk. Because I'm in a, a similar position where it's like, yeah, I want to start... Um, be an entrepreneur as well, you know, start a business of some sort. Um, and I think, well, I mean, I was telling you about deciding to go somewhere like a Chiang Mai or a Saigon kind of place. And for me, I think the name of the game is, I, as like you have got some savings um, that can last me some time. And so what I've landed on is, well, I want to go live somewhere where I can stretch the amount of time those dollars last. Mm -hmm. So living in a relatively uh, lower cost of living place like uh, Ho Chi Minh City or like Chiang Mai. Uh, also a place where uh, there are other people doing, that's right. where those kind of people are, so I can pick their brains a little bit. And mm -hmm. I think that's the name of the game for me. I guess I'm, I'm curious, uh, what for you, what, um, what draws you towards, say, doing it in the States or in Brazil versus um, somewhere like a Chiang Mai kind of thing? Is there, I mean, are you looking for a different specific type of niche opportunity that is more... Uh, is it easier to start in, say, uh, the Americas? Or, um, yeah, I'm just curious for, for you what it is. Um, in my time traveling, I met a lot of people that were trying to do something, and I met a lot of people that were just living the expat life in some place. Right. Uh, and they might start a business, but then they hire all Westerners, and then they just deal with tourists and et cetera, or they just stay at the beach. And... That's not a life that interests me. Not saying that a lot of people do that. Um, not saying that everyone does that, but right. uh, it's something that I think that I, you know, I still like the states. I know a lot of mm. people who leave right. don't. Uh, there's still things I like, um, and for me, that was really apparent. For example, when I was in Korea, for example, and seeing the country, you know, going to the demilitarized zone and and uh, being reminded of, of um, this is going to sound really, 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 uh, I don't know, political, but 
and not 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 of my politics actually but you know but but of freedom no and freedom of speech right. and stuff like that that yeah. we take for granted all the time right yeah and well, that's uh, and that's something really prevalent you know what's going on in, in say thailand right now right. where it's very right. obvious they do not right. have freedom of speech and people are every i mean if you search thai coup on twitter and you can right. see every day people will be arrested for reading 1984 or for mm -hmm. doing the hunger games wow so, like, yeah yeah and i didn't it even does know make that you appreciate that i read that in high school in the states we do have freedom of speech. Yeah, and something, so. for example, my, my dad said is, is um, so he obviously made, when my family left Brazil, it was it was supposed to be um, a two-year assignment, and then they kept inviting him to stay, and then we turned out that me and my two brothers were at an age where my parents thought, well, we don't really want to bring them back, you know, in the middle of their teenage years, let's just stay. Mm. Um, and, in, in the U.S., uh, in the, in the U.S., yeah. And um, something that I feel my dad almost said is, um, you know, Brazil is a country that has social problems. And the way that he dealt with them was by leaving. And uh, I think he feels a little bit guilty of that. You know, like that was not his intention to leave and never come back. But that's kind of what happened. Right. And, um, and I kind of don't want to do the same. You know, I, 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 he's, he sort of instilled that in me, I think. A sense of, I feel, uh, this is You don't want to run away. Yeah, yeah, I think that's a good segue to go into, actually, because um, something that I've been really thinking about is duty, you know, and, and, and do we have a duty and or, you know, do we have duties to our our communities and places and, and well, what about your family? And, like, do, I mean, isn't that a big draw for you? We talked about this in our last um episode that we recorded, you know, family. It was it was yeah. towards the very end of the episode, but. You know, don't you have a strong, it sounds like you have a strong draw to your family and why mm. not say it? Why not admit that? I mean, if that is, if there's, a, I'm, I'm sure there's all these other motivations there, but you know, traveling, that's probably, I could see one of the biggest things I would miss would be yeah. being able to see my family in, in a bus ride or less, you know? Yeah, no, that's definitely true in, 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 um, when I was in Australia, I really, really loved Australia. I thought it has all the awesome things about the U.S. And um, it has a lot of, you know, it has bad things as well. But it doesn't have a lot of the bad things of the U.S. that bother me. Or at least I, ha I haven't seen them yet in my okay. two months that I spent there. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I felt that, okay, well, if I'm going to be in Australia, it's, it's so similar to the U.S. in a lot of ways. I might as well just be in the U.S. and be close to my family. Right. Um. Mm and you know be a five hour six hour plane ride away from my where my family is in brazil as opposed to right. you know 24 hours so yeah. that is definitely a draw you know so mm. yeah yeah you know uh, and so for me um you know these are things i think about as well um one th issue i have though is like i i almost feel like there's not a specific place that's a home for me in the u.s mm -hmm. anymore because mm -hmm. you know i think about um for example, my high school friends are all in different castles in New York. I have another friend in San Francisco. Um, right. and I've got my family in Owings Mills, Maryland, but my friends aren't in Owings Mills. They're, you know, in Baltimore. I could be somewhere, presumably that's or a what? medium distance from different people, but right. I don't know if there's any, like, one place that, that's home. So it, it's a very weird situation. Um, and I think for me, you started to hint towards this. You were saying things that bother you about the U.S., and that have my set of those as well. You know, I, there are things that I have come to appreciate about the U.S. having been abroad, like the fact that we get freedom of speech that we were just talking about. But I, 
another, the other side of it is, and I think you've actually made a blog post about this. There's like some of the cultural elements bother me mm-hmm. back home mm-hmm. where there's all this pressure to uh, just con- kind of almost like a, sounds cliche, but this conformity pressure to be a certain way, act a certain way, have a certain career of a certain stature, mm-hmm. all these pressure that kind of suppress, I feel for me was suppressing my individuality. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, Which has been another factor for me in terms of like where I want to post up and I guess the decision to make a new home and say Chiang Mai Mm -hmm. versus posting up in home. Well, do you, do you feel that, do you feel that uh, this is, you know, this is for both of you. Do you feel that that pressure, you know, isn't that pressure in any country, in any place that you're raised what you know if you're raised in in india if you're raised in malaysia if you're raised in australia to a family structure um where you're one of three kids and your parents are working and they're trying to make a living you know wouldn't you feel that anywhere is that right or is it uh, different is it something different that you're yeah thinking about? i think it is except if you're a foreigner in that place you don't have you don't have you're not really subject to that pressure so right. maybe that's true <laughs> i think i'm gonna have to fish back to my experience as a child coming to the u.s from brazil because when we first got here my dad went to college in the u.s university sorry and he already <laughs> knew uh the culture pretty well but he he said enjoy the first couple of years like the first couple of months that you're here because you see only the good and not the bad right um but after a while you start seeing uh if if you're really gonna be a part of the community which is to me the Mm. only way i could live somewhere you're gonna have to see the bad and you have to see the good and bad in places and people and everything and to be able to love something you can't just put you know your your rose-tinted glasses and just yeah. look at the world that way. And that's so, true. Like if I, were, in Chiang, if I were to go post up in Chiang Mai, I, I think I would ultimately become very bothered by what's going on right now. <laughs> yeah, right. You, you would be a citizen. We, we, I don't know if you'd be one, but you'd probably eventually have to get some sort I, of I would be subject to the laws, though, right? I, I'm, yeah. I, I'm, I'm not going to be able to ha- practice free speech. I, you know, If I were to be in Thailand and talk, again, talk about against the military coup or anything like that, right. that would be illegal. So, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, I would be subject to those constraints. Yep, absolutely. Um, so, but something that I actually had brunch this morning with my uh, best friend from high school times. Um, and we've known each other since we were 13. And she, um, she went to university um, away from Miami and then she uh, came back and she's been here since then. And I never, it never crossed my mind that somebody who's come back to where they've lived and stayed here pretty much their whole lives would have it, th- these issues. And she said, um, yeah, you think I didn't have times that I wanted to leave Miami. I had to find a completely new group of friends about three years ago because I just didn't feel I could relate to anyone anymore. Right, yeah. And it's all about finding your people. And she, and she mm. said, this is great that, you know, what you're doing. Uh, in my time in Miami, I've been meeting with people who are involved in the new entrepreneurship and the new art community. Right. And it's in, in finding those people is great because I can see, I, I'm seeing my city through different eyes. Right. And uh, seeing how there's people who are here all along and we're all just looking for each other. And it's sometimes you don't even, you don't have to leave. You can find those people here. Yeah, um, I, that's, that's true. So you can find your kind of people. Yeah, you know, if, so I can go back to the U.S., for example, and just find the kind of people I really. Exactly. Yeah, you want to be somewhere that you, where you connect with the energy, where it allows you to be productive and creative. You know, but at the same time, you, you want you might have to work to find your people and there are people there are great people trying to make change and 
Mm-hmm. Um, and and for example, I think that the 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 culture of pressure you'll I think uh, you'll experience it once you've been in one place you'll experience it anywhere. So coming <laughs> like I said, coming Fair from point. Brazil, I, I I remember the set of cultural norms and pressures that are there. Right. Um, and the one here, and for example, one of them that I thought was like my my aunts. Every time I would go down to Brazil when I was a few years younger, they would say, "Do you have a boyfriend? Do you have your boyfriend? Why don't you have a boyfriend?" If I right. didn't have a boyfriend when I did, they'd be like, "Oh, great." <laughs> but the whole thing was like at one point I got so mad because that's the first question my grandmother would always ask when I called, and um, and I got so upset. And then one point it dawned on me. This is what they view as the path to happiness, and right. they want me to be happy. They're not trying to make me fit in. Because you know, of any other reason other than they want me to be happy. And this is the only path, or not the only path, but the main so they path know. they see, they, right. the path they followed, yeah. And right. I think that, you know, like I said, hearkening back to what my dad had said about, you know, there's a lot of issues here and the way you, I dealt with them is I left. Um, I think that, you know, if we're going to create a United States that's what we wanted to reflect, um, we mm. have to be here. There have to be people here. We can't all be running away. Right. Not saying that you're, you know, but we can't all just be traveling all the time. Like some of us need to stay and eventually take up be the voice. leadership positions. Yeah, right. and, 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 and be the voice and take up leadership positions and not only work against the system, but work with the system. So I yeah. think that if there's right. enough of us, which I think there are, we just all need to find each other. We can make um, better communities. And it's amazing to be in Miami. It really is amazing to be in Miami to see it changing. Such a suburbanized city that you know all about chain restaurants and with south beach and just partying change right before my eyes it's so incredible and right a lot of people are coming back and the you know so many people that didn't that they recognize they had a brain drain problem and they're like how do we bring all the smart people back and it's amazing to see so many people come back it's great it, I, and ooh. i might want to be a part of this this is what i think i might want to be a part of but i'm not sure yet i'm not right. committing till later this summer i'm very <laughs> right <laughs> yeah put it off as long as possible <laughs> yeah <laughs> living ve- with the parents helps kind of the expenses, I'll say that. <laughs> yeah hey mom dad can i have some eggs <laughs> can i please yeah. wear your kimono <laughs> uh, that's all really i really um that's a, I really appreciate that perspective a lot, actually, because, you know, yeah. it, the things I've been saying, it comes to, I think what it comes down to is it's just easier for me to meet mm-hmm. like-minded people when I'm mm-hmm. abroad, right? Because the right. other backpackers are like-minded and I can, and I also find the locals to be, it's just, it gives me that spark of something new and different, uh, different perspective. And that also is really cool. So Mike, I th- for me, like being abroad is this awesome place where I find like-minded uh, foreigners and and really interesting new perspectives from locals but i think what you were saying is is just equally as valid where hey you know what i i can go back to the u.s um and you know can find the people that are Mm -hmm. my kind of people and maybe you know it's something to say for um you know like you were saying people who who want to see uh maybe some cultural shifts to come back and be that Mm -hmm. be the change you want to see and Mm -hmm. be that positive influence um that's, I, I think mean, that's a, I think it's a really cool, um, th- cool thing. Yeah, Mike. I think I think that you're you know when you're traveling. I think wh- when you guys are both speaking, I was you know collecting what you're saying, and I I think that when you're traveling, you're in a you're in a prime state. Like you're mm-hmm. in a prime state where you're by yourself. I'm um, assuming Mariana that you are also by yourself traveling. Is that correct? Yeah, most of the time. Okay, so you're by yourself. You're meeting people. You're being exposed to all these different things. 
And that allows you to open your mind because you have nothing to hold on to. It's just you out there. Yeah. So you either adapt yeah, exactly. and survive or you go home and, you know, cry in your bed. You know, what are you going to do? <laughs> um, mm-hmm. But but when you when you come back, it's I, I think you need that change. I think you need that exposure. Like uh, I, I very much envy the people who have had the opportunity to go travel and study abroad in the study abroad program i think that's an excellent thing you get to see other places at the end of the day you can decide to come home or you can say hey i want to move elsewhere or do what you guys are doing and go and travel the world for a year plus and you know then you make the ultimate decision do you want to come back home or not and Mm -hmm. and i you know i don't know what the answer is for for either of you but I know that having that experience is is very valuable. And I really commend Mariana when you said, you know, bringing home the grassroots movement and bringing people back, you know, coming back and having an effect on your environment. Because I I watched a documentary not too long ago. Um, It was about the financial crash and it showed all the buildings in downtown. I think it's downtown Miami. Is that right? They built Mm -hmm. all these buildings and they, you know, all these real estate companies they couldn't even fill them and Mm -hmm. now we here we are you know you know what is it five years later was it 2008 so like six Mm -hmm. years later and there's some stuff starting to to blossom again so you know it's just i think you need that that experience to be able to to light a change then you know make a decision (laughs) Yeah, yeah, something I've been thinking a lot about is that like anything can can be a trap, right? Anything can be mm. a trap. Like consumerism yeah. is the biggest trap out there right now, right? Absolutely. That keeps us buying stuff and like Especially working in the US. more. Sorry? <laughs> Especially in the US. Right, right, right. So consumerism yeah. the is the, is the biggest trap <laughs> in the US. Yeah, but anything can be a trap. And being a perpetual traveler when you're not really engaging, when you're just at the surface can be a trap. Because you're yep. not really engaging on a deeper level. It's perfectly great for you to be like, I enjoyed my time traveling. I'm going to go set up shop in, I don't know where, like the middle of India and stay here for a little bit and then go somewhere else. Or like, I don't know, some people manage to travel all the time and be intensely in their places and engaging. But I think it's important to just not disengage because disengaging can be a trap from like dealing with yeah. the world and the world's problems. And I read this article a few like about a month ago or something came out in like Jacobin magazine about um, do what you love. Did you guys see this article? Is the New York Times did a write up on it and stuff? No, I haven't uh, seen it. I haven't seen this specific one, but I've seen um, ones like it, I think. <laughs> yeah, and this one so, talks about um, the whole do what you lo- love mantra can be, it can be a trap and it can also be, it devalues other types of work. Right. Mm. And to me, that really, really got me because I thought, it, it, it elevates any sort of creative work above any other person. And what does it mean? What do, does a person who just <laughs> do what you love is the most in the sense of work is the most is the there is their axiom? What does that mean for how do they see somebody who's a janitor? Right. You know, nobody loves being a janitor. Do they see them as nothing? And that really got me thinking, you know? Well, I don't. And, I mean, I, th- I think I, th- I agree with what you're saying. And I think that there's aspects of work that people really like. And mm-hmm. 
like for example, we had uh, Mike. I don't if you remember our janitor from from Timbergrove Elementary School. Yeah, 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 yeah. I remember. He was awesome. Yeah, I, I don't know if I should say his name, but um, Mr. G, uh, we'll call him that. Mr. G was like everybody loved Mr. G, and Mr. Yeah, G. Yeah, he was everyone's favorite person. The, the absolutely whole loved being around around the kids, and yeah, awesome. you know, like you find your light in your work. I think you know it. I, and some people hate their work, and if you hate it, you're, you definitely got to find something new. Uh, right, but, mm. but but we can't also devalue other work. Exactly. Or 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 say it's it's a very delicate thing because another thing that I'm toying with in my head is, you know, a lot of people just if you don't work, it unsettles them. So I'm not right. working right now. I haven't worked in a year, right. and people are completely unsettled by it. You'll feel better when you when you have a goal when you have you know when you know mm. where you're going for work and I'm like but I don't feel bad why are you assuming that I feel bad you know <laughs> that's like, well, I, I, yeah <laughs> I I can relate to that a lot actually right now because that's that's kind of where I've gotten to my the, my crossroads so to speak where you know yeah it's like I've been traveling for this time and it's been amazing and wonderful but I'm like that's where that now what question comes from because I I'm thinking yeah. like okay. So where is this all going? And I, like you were just saying, I, I I do feel like I need to have some sort of project or purpose. And I, mm-hmm. I know my views on the meaning of life are ever changing. As, mm-hmm. <laughs> as they should be. And, uh, ultimately, <laughs> I, what I know all along is I'll never know the answer, and there isn't yeah. really an answer. But so that what that means though is it's kind of a burden where if there's no given purpose of life and some people do believe there is and that's great but for me it's like i don't think there's necessarily an objective because there's so many different views on it across the entire world i don't think there's an objective view of what life's about and so that becomes a burden of sorts because it's on me to decide what do i want to do with myself and And i know that's a hard question right like it seems like an overwhelming question right it is and it's sort of you know (laughs) what the part that bothers me is I actually expressed these uh, thoughts to like my dad the other day, uh, a few weeks ago, and his response was, "Well, you just need to become a productive member of society." Um, and, and I was kind of like, "That's, that's so really funny coming from this. your dad." Yeah, and I was I, like, "Look, just be, uh, you know, I obviously this is coming from my own myself. I know I need to do something, but it doesn't mean just for me. It doesn't mean just get." Uh, ad job for the sake of getting ad job and just working right. for the sake of working. Right. It's like right. the question for me is like. Yes, I need to find something, to, uh, some kind of project, something to do with myself, but I need to find a passion is what I need to do. And right. not just, it's not going to make me happy just to work for the sake of working, just to distract myself. Right. What I really right. need to do is find a passion and work passionately towards some, that goal. And that's, that's essentially where I am now. And so right. it's, um, I don't know, I guess it's like all these things that we were saying. It's, yeah. We do need to have something we're working for to, to that, you know, we do feel kind of, I think, that's where I've come now is that there is a little bit of an empty net. The, the goal for a while was just backpacking in and of itself. After right. that sort of course, it's like, okay, I need mm-hmm. something. Um, but it's like, don't just do, don't just do anything just to distract yourself, you know? So Gosh. like for, yeah, for, for me, um, I'm, I have a feeling that you guys might be the same way, but I've realized that I need to have my finger in lots of little different things for me to feel uh-huh. creatively satisfied. Absolutely. Um, and, the, the, my my job that I used to have was so consuming all the time. Sometimes I'd be in the office at four o'clock in the morning and then, you know, get out at night and then just sleep. And then in the weekends, just sleep to catch up on sleep. And 
I just felt drained and like I wasn't exercising mm. my creativity. And I don't think I'm ever going to have, I think I've come to the, the realization I'm never going to have one thing I'm going to be really passionate about. Never. I'm always going to have no. lots of things. And, and I, it's, it can, finding a passion can also be a trap, right? Because then it, it's so much pressure. You're like, oh, if I'm not doing something that I'm passionate about, you know, like you put all this right. pressure on yourself. And that's how I used to feel. And <laughs> You're pressured um, to find a passion. <laughs> right. And I'm always going to be a walking metamorphosis, I, yeah. I realize. Right. And you know what? And I, well, I think that in my goal, I think my stated goal I realize in life is that I want to have a life that I deem to be extraordinary. And mm. I can create that. And I don't, it, it, that doesn't mean that I'm going to be the richest person, the most beautiful person, the person who did the coolest trips, but that I did stuff that I wanted because like yeah. the opportunity to do stuff that you want is so rare that if you are able to do it, if you are of the, you know, if you were, if you were able in your, in life to have the opportunities to save up enough money to be able to go out there and you have the emotional makeup that you were able to let go of everything and lean into the fear to be cheesy yeah. and do it, you have to do it. And to me, like my life so far, like I, I, I was, I was having a chat with my dad like um the other day too and i said and i was like if i die today i think i would be happy because i've lived multiple lives and that's what Mm. i want to do i've seen that everyone that i've admired that i felt has had an extraordinary life has led multiple lives they used to be in fashion then they went into finance and they did this and stuff and that's what i want to do like i want to live multiple lives and a passion can be fleeting as well you can be really passionate about this one project and work on it and then it runs its course and it's done and that's it and yep. no hard feelings it's just done but that, that that to me is my goal and that's my guiding light is that i'm creating the life i want to live like my extraordinary right. life yeah. and that was why i don't feel i feel like i stopped feeling lost yeah because you, know, you follow the be, moment right yeah it's like and it's gonna ch- like you were saying it's gonna change but you know and that's okay you can have a passion follow follow it to completion don't just yeah. half-ass projects but <laughs> finish and then get a new thing you know right yeah. and like right now i'm like you know what i'm in miami f- I, I, by, before i leave miami i'll have been in miami for a month and this is my month of being really just hanging out and seeing friends and having every once in a while having a meeting with somebody to talk about the entrepreneurial or the art scene in miami and seeing if I, it's right. maybe a fit here but no pressure like Right now, this is what my goal is, is just to hang out and not, oh my God, I need to go and have a project and stuff. Because a lot of times, projects and schedules and timelines can be used as a trap, as something to keep you from thinking about other things, as a way to keep mm. you from being alone with yourself, right. you know? Yeah. So it's, yeah. it's just really hard to find the right balance all well, the time. Yeah, exactly. The balance between having that, that purpose, that passion, but also not being uh, trapped and possessed mm-hmm. by it. And then, right. yeah, it's always that that's that delicate balance that we're always yeah. struggling with, I it's, guess. It's hard. It's really hard. It's really it's difficult. But yeah. I think I, you know, I I know that it's possible. I know that it's possible to have a balance. And that's something that I've worked f- f- towards for a long time. And I think that's what what all three of us are absolutely trying to do. Mm. Um and I, and I think you need that time to reset your mind in order to, you know, going on a trip or doing whatever it is. If you're working a job where you're, you know, all that's all you do all day and you're, you're exhausted and you're not enjoying your life and you need that trap, tri- you know, trip to reset. Absolutely. And I, I know that I know that when Mariana, you probably feel this way, but I, I don't know. You, you tell me. But but now you're back. Mm-hmm. I'm clear-minded you haven't you haven't had a had to work for a, a year and now you can actually feel react as you're doing something like i feel good about doing this 
entrepreneurship thing and I want to do this. I don't I don't have to do it. You know, it's you're doing it out of out of love, out of choice. Mm-hmm. And you you can have that work life balance if if a project gets overwhelming and you're like holy shit i'm not sleeping i feel horrible you can you now you have the ability to back up off of it and take the time to evaluate the the trip i think was amazing is that i feel like materially um i i've never been somebody who's had a ton of stuff i've always tried to be somewhat minimalist i like nice things but i've always tried to not have a lot of them but traveling's made me realize, like living out of the little suitcases, has made me realize how much less than I even thought I needed, I actually need. Yeah. And Once so, you live out just a small backpack, you're like, oh, I don't need that. Yeah, much yeah. And I, <laughs> I'm looking. I've been I've been down in Miami for about three weeks now, and looking at my closet, I've worn like the same like four things <laughs> the whole time, and like including shoes. Like I wear the same shoes all the time. Yep. And I, I don't even that, own a pair of shoes. Oh really? <laughs> I only oh, have yeah, sandals now. All the- and, <laughs> In Miami, we call sandal shoes. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, I just have sandals. It's the only thing I have. <laughs> yeah, so like, so so now, like, having lived through that, and I'm like, how much money did I spend in this time I was gone? I'm like, X. I'm like, wow, including housing. I'm like, I can live on yep. X or a little bit more than X. So yep. I don't need to be looking for a job that's making tons more money. I just exactly. need to be able to meet X. Or like, I think well, that's a key thing you learn backpacking is yeah, yeah. just how little it does take to just to get by. Right. Also have a great t- the time of your life. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it's it's hard, you know, it, you know, if you are in the day to day struggle and you don't have the opportunity to go explore and do do all these journeys that you guys have, are able to do or or just haven't done it yet. You know, I just want people to know that it is I've again, I've mentioned it before I've worked with you know career counselors etc you can have that balance you can have that work life hobby balance it's possible you don't have to work the job where you're a uh, uh, le- level vp and you're working all the time or you're like mariana you mentioned your one of your previous jobs where you're traveling all the time you know barely sleeping on the weekends just to catch up you 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 need to be able you need to value excuse me you need to put a value to your time Mm -hmm. you need to be able to say i value being with my family i value doing my hobbies i value doing comedy whatever it is and create a pie chart or create a a simple little graph and put the amount of time that you're currently doing it and they had a there was this process called i don't remember the exact process but it's like it's work-life balance and then they had a, a foreshadowing chart and you had to you had to write different steps you had to take so you took your time from what it currently is divided into to the to what you want it to ideally be like i want to spend 6 hours a week with my family i want to spend 8 hours a week sleeping you know 8 hours a night sleeping okay that means you can't do all you can't work for 12 hours you have to have a job that allows you to work for 8 hours get out not get phone calls be able to go to sleep, not stressed out, and go, you know, go to an improv show at night or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but mm. well, I, this I, is the beauty of entrepreneurship, ahead. right? Where uh, right. your uh, time, your money isn't tied to your time per se. 
Well, so. I I want to <laughs> caution you, Mike. I want to caution you, Mike, because I know people who have gone down that route and they put too much time. You know the the you know the entrepreneurship thing has mm. overtaken their time. Oh, it can take over your life. But if, so you I, need I to mean, have that. You need yeah, to have that. The way I would idea. want to set it up is have some kind of I don't know what it is, product or whatever. But the idea, yeah, it's going to take a lot of startup energy. But then not to be possessed by it. And if you set it up right, you can set up systems where yeah, whatever you have, it's still selling. Whether or not you're actively, you know, you're not basically you're not you're you don't want your money to be tied to the amount of hours you're spending you have right. your product and then it can continue to sell even when you're not actively sitting there right. um, that's for me the appeal to entrepreneurship i guess yeah so <laughs> something that i struggle with entrepreneurship with though is that i feel like okay sky mall sky mall <laughs> like seriously every time i fly american airlines and i fly them a lot because they're like big hub is miami Oh, is one of their big hubs. Is they like? I just look at that and I'm like, does the world need this? Like, does the world really need this stuff? You know, like I'm just like, I just sit there and I'm like, I don't want to create. Like, I think it was uh, Philip Stark, the art, um, architect slash designer. No, I think I don't think he's an architect anyway. But he's he's a designer and he said like the first question any designer of anything needs to ask is, does something need to be designed? And right. I feel like a lot of times you know people create things for the sake of being created. And that's something mm. that I kind of struggle with is like, I would like to get behind something that I know is necessary and needed yeah. and yeah. not something that I'm just trying to make, you know, a little widget that just so I can, <laughs> right. I can make money for myself because then I don't feel like I'm really making ShamWow. society any better. <laughs> yeah, so you have to be serving some kind of customer need. <laughs> yeah, but like, uh, you know, what if, what if it's, you know, serving the customer need by making, I don't know, like some laser hair massager thing like does anybody really need that you know i i don't know I just, some, maybe some people do maybe some people do but like just some of the stuff that i see yeah. in there i'm like my friends and we have like a little group where we just will take pictures of all the ridiculous things and send it to each other and and yeah so i think that it's it's important in my opinion like in and in, in entrepreneurship too it's obviously it probably will fail right so you, you know you, you gotta yes. also not let yourself be disheartened if you're yeah you, great you have idea to fail fails. before you can succeed yeah, like, so I anticipate failing a few times before I'm able to get it right. Right. Well, and then the things like is like you put your money into it, and then if you lose your money, how does that feel? That's another thing to to think about. You can, you know? although there's ways there's ways to do it with uh, sm smaller capital uh, risk. Um, right. Yeah. You know. like we talked about the, the four like hour us, work week, Tim Ferriss book. Um, right. And that's a. Have you read that one, Mariana? Yes. Yeah, I mean, so th that kind of in that kind of style, right? Uh, that's when I'm, I mean, obviously I don't think it's going to be ever exactly four hours of work per week and nor do I necessarily want it to be. I, I think I need, like we were just talking about, I need some kind of project to, um, just to, for myself to have a passion, but in, in principle, I, I like the, the idea of, um, you know, setting these things up that are, um, can be automated and all these good stuff, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. Yes. I think yeah, I think I think you're gonna do it, Mike, and it'll happen soon. I think I think your idea. I I'm sure you have several cooking, but I think one's just gonna pop up and yeah, then something will work out. It, it'll it'll work it'll be the out. stupidest thing. You'll be like, what, really? And then it's yeah. gonna make you. Then you're gonna be able to travel the rest of your life, and then you then you you'll be able to pay well, for me me too. Travel travel when, <laughs> when yeah. me three me three <laughs> the three of us will I, go have I, margaritas. Well, or I, I hate the Berkshire bubbles, but my goal is not to make a ton of money. I just need to make enough money to get by for all three of us. Support my lifestyle for all so. three of us. Right? Well, and also put put some away for you know old age because. 
Yeah. Mm. It's important. Yeah. In the States is important, I think. Like yeah. to to like something that I've thought about like when I've been traveling is I have not touched retirement money at all because um, you know, social security probably will not be there by the time you retire and right. and uh and healthcare costs in the States are really expensive. So unless you're sure that you're gonna be somewhere really cheap for the rest of your life. I, I think you said you're in Malaysia right now and I, I went actually went to the hospital when I was in Malaysia for like a small dermatology thing but I just kept getting these rashes and in the whole treatment everything was $80 and I just laughed at how cheap it was but <laughs> yeah. obviously coming back to the states it's not, nothing is that cheap so it's important nope. to like my goal is to make enough money to cover my exp expenses to be able to travel and to be putting some away for the future as well you know because I don't want to I, I to me I'm just not I don't think I'll be happy just just getting by you know yeah. Like yeah. a little bit, doesn't have to be a ton, but I just need to be putting at least, you know, something that I know that my, my, um, my, when I'm hopefully make it to old age, uh, fund is still there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, that'd be nice. Um, well, I'm going to, no pun intended, bring it back home right now. <laughs> Do um, it. Mariana, question for you uh, is, and what's the, give us the first thing that comes into your head, but what is something you would like to do? Before you die, <laughs> go to, to a nudist beach. All right, awesome <laughs> answer. <laughs> you live in Miami. You can also just get like... naked on a beach. That's yeah. also an option. I just, I just think it's just such a funny thing. People are just so funny about nudity that I think it would be interesting yeah. to go. I kind of made one of my own actually, and uh, you made your own nudist beach. Yeah, really. Um, where was I? Oh, I was in, when I was in Korong. I went off to this one little island and. Basically, it was just acting like a new, it was like a pretty private island. <laughs> so you know, only two of us were there and we just, all right, we'll just be naked. <laughs> oh, but it would be cool to be like, because I, I know, especially since I'm new to speeches, like the people who really enjoy that sort of stuff are usually people who have no business being naked in public. And, <laughs> and I think that it would be, that's, that's, that, I think that the social awkwardness and all that stuff will be part of the experience. Right. Yeah, it's fun. It's only awkward if you if you think it is. <laughs> it can't. Well, it is awkward. If, it, if there's just two people, it's one thing. But if it's you know, a bunch of strangers, I don't know. I think it would be yeah. cool and interesting to see. Yeah. So so you awesome. may or may not participate. Is you'd go experience? Okay. Oh no no! Of course you have to participate. <laughs> you have to. I, I probably go with like you know somebody. I wouldn't go by myself, but okay. To be safe, but. <laughs> I gotcha. I gotcha. Nude beaches. Let's do it, people. <laughs> Let's do it, people. In Antarctica, yeah. Antarctica. We'll make a nude beach in Antarctica. We'll have a visit. yeah nude podcast episode. <laughs> <laughs> we have not done like a live podcast episode. Um, we should do that. Doing stuff. We should do yeah. it while doing something. <laughs> um, we should do that. We should do one on a roller coaster too. Maybe oh, that would be Oh gosh. Good. Yeah. <laughs> All the things. Um, but anyway, Mariana, it was a, it was an absolute pleasure. Thank you very much for joining yeah, us. Yeah, thank you, Mariana. Thank you for having me. It was great fun. Excellent. Well, thanks to all, all of you out there listening. Uh, again, Justin from New York City. Thank you for listening to Walking the Earth, the Earth podcast. Podcast about the backpacking experience. You can find us at wtepodcast.com. Thank you for listening, and we'll talk to you next time. <laughs>